0: 18 plus From Sobro's HQ in Nashville, Tennessee to wherever you're cheering on your Tennessee Titans. The Sobro's Network presents the unofficial Titans podcast. Welcome back for another episode of the unofficial Titans podcast, powered by Manscaped, right here on Sobros Network. Minds right, asses tight as we react to the Tennessee Titans shutting out the Jacksonville Jaguars twenty to nothing at Nissan Stadium yesterday. Huge win for the boys in the two tone blue. Of course, I got to remind you guys that you can get 20% off your entire order and free shipping with the promo code SoBrosTitans20 at manscape.com. Your balls will thank you. It's the EIC at SoBrosNetwork.com. Flying solo today. Big natural Stony Keeley. You can follow me on Twitter at Stony Keely. Follow us collectively at TitansPod on Twitter and at SoBrosNetwork on all major social media platforms. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't know how we're going to keep this from being a really boring fucking episode, right? Because that was a really boring fucking football game yesterday. And I know I was kind of quiet on the, uh, the Twitter machine yesterday, but you know, it's, it's the holiday season, right? I don't know if you guys listen to any of the other stuff on Sobros network, or if you pay attention, if you keep up with me and the company on Twitter or what, but like This is my wind down period for the year. I'm trying to work a little bit less, right? I want to enjoy a little more time with my family. You guys are probably sick of hearing it. I try really hard not to pat myself on the back too much. Like, oh, we get it. Stoney, you fucking work all the time. You don't have a life and that sort of thing. I don't mean to be condescending like that. I'm just saying this is the time of year when I I make spending time with friends and family a a priority above everything else. So I actually had one of like four Christmases that I have going on this year on Sunday. And we, we sat around with my mother Christmas with her, we exchanged gifts, and then we had the Titans game on in the background. I'm watching it. I'm taking notes where I can. And, uh, then we're, we're, we go out to a nice Christmas dinner at the olive garden. And then we drive around to look at some Christmas lights. It was nice. So I I was staying early in the season. You know, I was really putting in the work, getting the, the takeaways column up every week. I was live tweeting every game. I was doing the game reaction pods right away. I'm just slowing down a little bit, okay. So every, everything's good. I'm just I'm just taking taking my foot off the gas a little bit. But that said man, there wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of fight in this Jags team. Right. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to twist the knife into my boy, Phil Smith of the believe in the Jaguars podcast, who we had on to talk about this team a week ago, but man, it just looked like there was zero effort. These players don't want to play for urban Meyer. Urban Meyer has no fucking clue what he's doing. He's completely lost control of the, uh, the organization. He's just going off the deep end. It is, it is great television. It makes for great content. I'm not going to lie. I do feel bad for my boy, Phil, but I, I can't lie to you guys. I'm, I'm here for the shit show, right? From a, from a Titan standpoint, it, it felt like this was a very professional business-like win, right? It just felt like they played clean football. They executed well on defense. They created some turnovers and they were able to capitalize on the Jags kind of playing flat in this game because that's the sense that I got was that the Jags just weren't in this game and it felt like they, they weren't ever in this game. So that ended up making for a contest that I'm going to be honest, if we're not opening presents as it's going on, probably, probably wears on your boy a little bit more, right? It's probably harder to sit through that. Thankfully, I got a new wave of Funko pops that I can put up on my shelf. I got some new cookbooks that I'm combing through recipes for as this game's going on, trying not to make that translate to the show, you know, because I do want to react to every game this season. That was a goal of mine. But like this one, you look at this and like, who who the fuck wants to relive this game? Nonetheless, you're here and I'm going to put a show together for you guys. But of course, before I can dive into this game, I've got to remind you guys about our friends at Manscaped. It is the holiday season, and maybe you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's Stocking Stuffer or White Elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. I almost said 8 billion balls, and then I would have had to go back to Gladeville Elementary and redo first-grade math. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code SOBROSTITANS20. Ho, 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 fellas. Naughty or nice. Tits the season. Tis the season to perform. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. I know it was on the top of mine. Inside, you'll find their lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. And you'll find the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer as well. Let's not forget about those famous liquid formulations either. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. I cannot stress it enough. You got good ball hygiene, you're winning at life. You feel better. And when you feel better, you look better. When you look better, you play better. I think that's how the old adage goes. So yeah, I mean, if there are any Titans that are listening to this manscape.com might help you uh, play better. Just throwing that out there, get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts as well. The manscape boxers, which are silky smooth on that scrote. I wear them all the time. I love them. I bought a couple more pairs, got them on the way. Love it. And the shed travel bag. The dads can't stop talking about this. The teens secretly buy this and the women will love you for it. That's right. We don't, we're done with hairy balls in 2021. Ring in the new year with that slick shaved cock. Now these are our picks for Manscaped surefire win in the stocking stuffer competition. Number one, the Manscaped two-in-one shampoo and conditioner just launched kill two birds with one stone. Y'all know I'm all about efficiency here on the unofficial Titans podcast. I love it. I've got mine in the shower. I use it every day, along with number two, the manscaped cologne infused body wash. Y'all heard me rave about this refined cologne. There's a review of it up on Sobrosnetwork.com. I got a video up of it on the Sobros Network YouTube page. I love this fragrance. I recommend it for uh, everybody. Number three, the Shears 2.0 luxury four-piece nail kit. Number four, crop mops, ball wipes for your stanky balls. We're getting rid of stanky balls in the New Year's, folks. Number five, of course, I just talked about it, the Manscaped Signature Cologne. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know their products are legit. Make sure you hurry to their site to ensure these wild gifts show up before the holiday season. And while you're at it, you can get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code SOBROS, TITANS, 20, whether this is for your partner, dad, brother, or friend, who boy, that's awkward. Giving your, your dad some manscape for Christmas. That's bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. Get them something that they will actually use. And it's almost always sure to get a laugh. Laugh. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code SoBrosTitans20. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. Let's hit some commercials. And then when we get back, I'm going to dive into this Jags game in a little more detail, flying solo here on the Game Reaction Pod for the unofficial Titans podcast. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. back here on the unofficial Titans podcast powered by Manscaped. Stoney Keeley flying solo today talking about this Jags game. It's hard to do, right? I explained it before the break. This is just a boring ass football game. It happens from time to time, but it was a big opportunity for for the Titans to get right, to end a two game skid. One of those losses coming at the hands of the lowly Houston Texans. You simply could not afford to have that happen again with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now I think we, do we definitively know are the Jags, the, uh, the, the worst team in football now, right? I mean, we saw the Texans play the Seahawks pretty close for, for quite a bit on Sunday. We saw the Lions. They've been, they were, they were, you know, put to bed last night, but They've been competitive this season. Who wins on, on the on the neutral field, right? I, I think the Texans have already beaten the Jags once this year. And I think you put the Lions and the Jags on the field. I think the Lions mopped the floor with them. So I'm gonna go ahead and say the Jags are the worst team in football right now. And uh I I hate again, I'm gonna bring up my boy Phil. I hate it for Phil, but I love to see it as a Titans fan, right? Mike Vrabel is now four and coming off of the bye. Prior to yesterday's game, uh, he had Won those games by an average of 20.7 points per game, kind of staying consistent with that, right? They only score 20 points, but they win by 20 points because it's a shutout. They've now taken nine of the last 10 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was their first shutout since December of 2018 when they were playing the New York Giants, and it was their first home shutout since Christmas Day of 2000 against the Cowboys. I thought they they looked refreshed. I said they needed to get the get the uh, get their minds right, get their asses tight on the bye week. It looks like they did that. Uh, they they're getting a bit healthier too, right? We saw the uh, the return of Julio Jones, Dane Crookshank, Rashawn Evans is out there, Racy McMath is out there, Jeremy McNichols, Nate Davis, all these guys coming back, right? And we're going to continue to see guys come back and help this team bolster this defense. And Bud Dupree, David Long, Jack Rabbit Jenkins. You still have A.J. Brown, of course, Derrick Henry, who we heard reports yesterday that it's going to be sooner rather than later, might even see him the final week of the of the regular season or the playoffs. So this team is going to get healthy and it, it, it's got to keep winning games like this because despite that ugly loss to New England, they're still in the hunt for the number one seed in the AFC. They're nine and four. The Patriots are nine and four. The Chiefs are nine and four. Uh, The Ravens dropped a game to the Browns yesterday that helped the Titans out. So as this team gets healthier, it needs to get back to playing the Titans brand of football. That's what we saw to a certain extent yesterday. I will be a little bit critical of the offense yesterday, but not really sure what that game plan was. I'll talk a a bit more about that in uh, in the future. Let's start with the defense, right? Four interceptions. Trevor Lawrence, I have no fucking clue what this man was thinking. If now listen, we got to, we got to, you know, we're going to put our tinfoil hats on right here. Okay. Jay Feely is in the broadcast booth talking about how, oh, the, the Jags are going to pick on Christian Fulton today. You know, never, mind the guys who have barely played or coming back to play for the first time in ages, we're going to pick on the, the best cornerback on this team right now. Um, I don't know where that was coming from. I saw Jay Feely replied to Buck and said that that's what Trevor told him. So either Jay Feely is, um, is just shit canning Trevor Lawrence on this one or Trevor Lawrence is an idiot. E- either way, somebody looks dumb here. Why the hell, why the hell would you be picking on Christian Fulton if you're Trevor Lawrence? But I'll tell you what, if that was the game plan, it looked like they might've followed it. And uh, Trevor Lawrence throws four interceptions. they, Allow the Jags to run for eight yards, a grand total of eight yards, right? They are taking years off of Urban Meyer's life with this. I don't know if you knew this about Urban Meyer, but he is not a loser. Eight rushing yards, buddy, those are those are loser numbers. I hate to break it to you if you're listening to this show, Urban Meyer. Kevin Byard was talking about how this defense felt like they could they could get a shutout on the Jags at halftime. Kind of laughed about receivers running into each other late in the game. It's not a good scene for the Jags offense. And that certainly helps, but sometimes, you know, you you kind of take it like medicine, right? There's some people that don't want to get their hopes up, and and maybe rightfully so. If you're a Titans fan, you've been through a lot of pain throughout the years. You you kind of condition, you know, having non flashbacks of Ken Wisenhunt and, and that sort of thing. That sort of Titans team, maybe you do kind of think like, well, let's not jump the gun. It was against the Jags. But I would say sometimes a team like Jacksonville can come to town as a sort of elixir for what ails you and coming off of a bye feeling rested, refreshed. It had to be good for this defense. That's still down quite a few horses. As I mentioned earlier, down quite a few horses to still go out there and get done uh, what they got done on Sunday, because that was that was impressive. I mean. I know the Jags offense is in complete disarray right now. And I know that this is not like shutting down the the Kansas City Chiefs or the Arizona Cardinals or the Green Bay Packers right now, but it's still a step in the right direction, right? To shut this Jags offense down, this is still the NFL. These are still supremely talented athletes and individuals out there. And to keep them out of the end zone altogether... Is an impressive feat, eight fucking rushing yards. Are you kidding me? That's impressive, and they did it with uh, what was primarily a four-man pressure against this anemic Jags offense. They're they're getting it done so the defensive backs can feast and pick off Trevor Lawrence. So you saw Rashawn Evans get a pick, you saw Jayon Brown get a pick, Christian Fulton, who was apparently picked on in this game, got a pick, and then Buster Screen. Got a pick of Trevor Lawrence, not good, not good. I and and I you know I don't want to speculate. This is obviously not a Jags podcast. We're talking about the Titans here, but man, this this combination between Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence and, and the way Urban Meyer just seems to have just completely botched Trevor Lawrence's rookie year and his development in the NFL—that's got to be alarming, right? Because this guy has the physical traits and he, he's looked good at times this season, but yesterday wasn't it. Yesterday wasn't it, and that was a, a, a great, great performance by this Titans defense. So I'm going to take a quick break again and uh, pay some more bills, and then I'll talk about the offensive side of the football on uh, this week's Game Reaction Pod on the unofficial Titans podcast brought to you by Manscaped. Actually, I'm not going to take a commercial break there. Fuck it. We're going to keep going. We're going to talk about the uh, the offense because there were a lot of people pretty critical of Todd Downing. Uh, for me, I'm going to withhold judgment because I still kind of feel like, man, they only took two shots down the field. They didn't connect on either one of them, but they had two attempts, two attempted throws of 20 plus yards. I just wonder, I would love to know for sure if it was Todd Downing being uh bitch-made vanilla offense like we've seen before, or if this was a case where, like I brought up with the Saints game, and uh, the fellas at Coach's Corner kind of thought it was just bad play calling. So I would love to get their take on this, too. I don't know if they even fucking listen to this, but I would love to to be corrected on this again if, if it is warranted, but it kind of felt like this Titans offense just knew what it had to do to win, right? They, they got out of the game healthy. We saw the return of Julio Jones. He was largely a non-factor, but we did see uh, a couple of plays that, that kind of sparked that feeling of, okay, he's, he's getting back, right? It, It was more about getting him back into a game rhythm. It felt like he said, he felt great after the game. Uh, which is good, a good sign that he's getting healthier. But against this Jags uh, defense, I think you kind of just knew what you had to do to win and you just did it without really throwing the kitchen sink at him. So I've been critical of Todd Downing. I'm not saying that's the case, by the way, uh, that Todd Downing was just calling plays because, or calling vanilla plays because that's all it took to beat the Jags. I'm saying I don't really know for sure. I think there were situations that felt like uh, you should have zigged where you zagged kind of deal. But I think from an overall game plan perspective, I don't know if, I mean, I felt like they they run the ball 34 times. They probably think like, oh, if we can get them 30 carries to our backs, we're probably going to win this game. So that's why I'm a little hesitant to be so critical of Todd Downing and the offensive play calling performance out of this one, because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? I'm just a dickhead with a microphone. I say that every week. I feel like it just looks to me like maybe, maybe you do have a more conservative game plan against a team like this. When you're just trying to ease your wide receivers, Racy McMath was coming back too. maybe you're just trying to ease the wide receivers back into this. I don't know. Speaking of Racy McMath, are we, are we actually, are we actually coming around on Racy McMath? Do we actually think that pick was okay now? I mean, I know there's been a lot of jokes about him being overdrafted and who was it? Oh, gosh, I can't remember. Somebody compared him to Julio Jones in the offseason, and people have been running with that. Um, but I, I think getting him back and healthy and seeing the way that they used him on offense. Now, granted, it could have just been because Marcus Johnson is out. A.J. Brown is out, right? You got to go to somebody. But it looked like they were kind of expanding his role a little bit on offense. He had a an opportunity deep that Ryan Tannehill wasn't able to connect on, had a nice little run on a screen, it looked like they're, they're trying to give him a little more responsibility within the offense. We know he's been a, a pretty decent special teamer out there. I just wonder what his ceiling is uh, with the Titans as they kind of put more on his plate going forward. That's not for me to do because I just told y'all I'm trying to shut this shit down for the year. But if any of y'all writing podcasting yourselves, there's an article for you right there is what is Racy McMath's ceiling within this Titans offense? You're welcome. Run with it. Are we putting Randy Bullets back on the hot seat a little bit? He misses another kick. He's, he's had a couple of those as of late kind of, you know, we were, we were all behind Randy Bullets there for a minute and now it's it's kind of it's looking a little cringe. I'll just say it out there. We just we need to put him on notice. That maybe that's at another talking point moving forward. Lastly, I do want to talk about Urban Meyer a little bit. That handshake was so funny after the game. You could just see the the deadness within Urban Meyer's soul as he walked across the field. I don't even know if he actually put his hand out. I think Mike Vrabel just might have reached down and grabbed his hand. And, and Urban Meyer might not have known the entire thing happened. And you know what I think it was? I think it was because Urban Meyer was so upset that he had to play James Robinson because Carlos Hyde couldn't go. Right, He's still thinking about Carlos Hyde. If it were up to Urban Meyer, they're so committed to Carlos Hyde that he would run him 50 times every game. I also loved the reporter. In the post game press conference, that just kept asking him about the offensive line getting paid so much money to get their shit kicked in. Basically, I think the exact term he used was "getting its ass whipped," and he just replied calmly with "Yes, hundred percent." He did not even know what that reporter said to him because he's still thinking about Carlos Hyde. It's it's a tough scene for Urban Meyer. He's talking about firing leakers. He's talking about you know all his coaches chewing them out for being losers. He's still thinking about that. We're hearing reports now that, that things are way worse than are actually being reported. I mean, how do you come back from this? How do you double down on urban Meyer and like, Nope, he's the guy 2022. I said it on last week's show and I'm going to stand by it. I don't think this experiment ends until urban Meyer decides to walk away from the game. And I just love every day. Logging into Twitter and seeing something new about Urban Meyer. this has become must watch content, right? This is this is the biggest story in the NFL for my money is Urban Meyer and what is going to happen before he implodes. He's gonna throw a chair at someone. That's what we're gonna hear uh, before the end of the week, right? That Urban Meyer threw a chair across the meeting room. or we're just gonna hear about him just blatantly just out in the open, in the locker room in front of the team just fucking just fucking somebody that's not his wife. We don't don't even know who, just somebody he met at the bar. There's going to be just gross sex in front of everybody. He's going to be drinking on the job, smoking cigarettes on the sideline. At this point, that's what it's going to take. And I'm not even sure then that that level of toxicity will force the Jags to get rid of him. I think they're committed to the guy and it's hilarious. I love it. So I am going to take that last commercial break now And then when I get back, I'm going to pass out my game balls for this 20 to nothing victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars on the unofficial Titans podcast brought to you by Manscaped. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stony Keeley back here on this week's Game Reaction Pod on the Unofficial Titans podcast brought to you by Manscaped. It's time to pass out some game balls. I found this pretty difficult to do. Oddly enough, a dominant win, you would figure there'd be pretty plenty of love to go around, but... Not really a big stat-padding day, right? Their leading rusher was Deontay Foreman with 47 yards and a touchdown. Their leading receiver was Jeff Swaim for 45 yards, three catches, uh, which goes along with my joke that whenever the offense has trouble getting going, they lean on Jeff Swaim. They they leaned on Jeff Swaim yesterday, and look what happened. The Titans get the win. Uh, not a lot of firepower on offense, so I, I am going to give one to Ryan Tannehill this week, and, and the haters... Are going to be furious at it, but clean football from Ryan Tannehill. The stat line is not all that great, 20 of 31 for 191 yards. But I thought he did a good job of kind of managing the game. He was as efficient as ever. He gets 29 yards rushing. He gets the rushing touchdown. I thought this was a good kind of get right game for him after uh throwing some really ugly interceptions, playing some really ugly ball the last couple of games before the bye. So, uh, for his efficient performance, I'm giving him the game ball on offense, on defense. I've got a couple. I do want to mention Rashawn Evans. I think Rashawn Evans is the one guy from Sunday that you can look at and say, okay, that dude deserves it. And Maybe it is the pressure of the upcoming free agency period thing he's trying to show out. We've seen him do it before a couple of times this season, but... I still kind of think the Titans are going to move on from him because they declined that fifth-year option. And I don't think he's played so consistently out of this world to warrant getting a big deal with this team. But he showed some flashes. He's played better this season than I think a lot of people anticipated him to play. He was the leading tackler on the team yesterday with six total tackles. He had that tackle for loss. He gets in the backfield, makes a huge stuff. He had that pass deflected. And then, of course, he had that interception that we talked about earlier in this show. The second one on defense, I'm giving to Buster Screen. Uh, I think he's he's earned it with his play. Mike Vrabel was talking to Mike Keith about Buster Screen after the game yesterday and said that he might be the most professional player that they've ever brought in. To come in at this point in the season and kind of learn the defense and understand your role and, and do what's asked of you. And now to see that rewarded with a good stat line, he deflected two passes. He had four tackles in the game. And of course, he had the interception as well that was returned for 17 yards. He's playing pretty well. And at this point in the season, I mean, you guys don't need me to tell you about these Titans injuries, right? At this point in the season, you need good, good work from depth guys. That's what screen is. He played well. I think he deserves a little bit of recognition. So I'm happy to give it to him this week. And oh shit, I am realizing I actually left one out from my notes. I do want to give a game ball to Ben Jones for the cartwheel. If you haven't been on Twitter to see that, go check it out. That man is way too athletic, way too athletic for a man of his stature. If he decided to kill someone with his bare hands, there's no doubt in my mind he could do it. That cartwheel should be celebrated. It should be uh, retweeted and shared to the umpth degree. Let's get that thing a million impressions. I get it. I understand everybody is having a good time with it, but personally I watch that and I'm scared because it reminds me of what a man like Ben Jones is capable of. So, uh, please, you know, show some mercy if I've ever been critical of Ben Jones. I don't think I've ever been critical of Ben Jones. I only say nice things about players. I'm never mean I'm never critical. I, I'm pretty sure I've never said a crossword about Ben Jones, but just in the event that there is something in the backlog, I'm just going to cover my ass here and beg for mercy from Ben Jones because I'm scared of that man, scared of him. That's going to do it for this week's show. The Titans do get to their sixth consecutive winning season. They clinched that as a franchise record. John Robinson, this man doesn't know what it means to lose. Six straight years of winning football, folks. I said it. Earlier in this show's history, I kind of feel like we, we have a window open with this team. We should appreciate it while we have it, right? I this is the second time I hate I fucking hate Ken Wisenhunt. And this is the second time I've brought him up on this show. But we gotta remember those days to appreciate days like we're having now. This is the closest thing we've had since that Super Bowl run with Steven Eddie in those days of Titans football. It's been a long time since then enjoy it, be grateful for it. This is a team that has a chance to do something really special. Now I will, um I will, cl- what, man, talking about fucking tongue tied there. I gotta edit that out now. Let me put that timestamp down. Okay. <clears throat> I'd like to end this week's show with a quote from Buck Rising from his column on A AtoZsports.com. This is something I don't usually do, but I thought this was such a pointed Uh, statement. And the uh, the spirit of this team was kind of encapsulated perfectly by Buck in this statement. He closes his column about Sunday's game by saying continue to talk in reverent tones of pick your poison offense and gaudy statistical days from Julio Jones. Daydream all you like about where Henry would be on the rushing leaderboard while reports leak out of his potential return. While you do so, Vrabel and his staff will toil over a plan to beat their next opponent using whatever and whomever they have available. You can worry about the box score. The Titans are focused on executing the next play. And that, my friends, is how I will put a bow on this game reaction pod for what was a very boring game, right? We got to get ready for the Pittsburgh Steelers down the stretch. There's going to be tough games against the San Francisco 49ers against the Miami Dolphins. And then the Houston Texans, which looks on paper like a win for the Titans, but they've already beaten them once. So who knows what kind of magic can happen, but this team continues to find ways to win this season. They're nine and four again, folks that should be celebrated. I will check in with my co-host, Outspoken Owen Reed, on Thursday. We will drop this week's Steelers preview. I will get his thoughts on the um the Jags game. That's right, the Jags. That's who they just played. I'll get his thoughts on the Jags game and we will talk about any news that comes up in between. As a reminder, I am on Twitter at Stoney Keeley at Titans Pod and at Sobros Network on all major social media platforms. You can check out all of my latest work at SobrosNetwork.com. All of my merch is up at SoBrosShop.com and you can support the team through Patreon and gain exclusive access to over 200 items of premium content created exclusively for our Patreon subscribers. That's Patreon.com slash SoBrosNetwork. Don't forget to check out our friends at Manscaped. Hit up Manscaped.com and use promo code SoBrosTitans20 for 20% off your entire order and free shipping. That's Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Subscribe to the Unofficial Titans Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Wherever you take in your shows, we are out there, baby. Give us a rate and review whenever you have a moment. That's how we get better, and we always want to be better for you guys. Until next time, you stay classy out there, Titans fans.